0: Oftentimes, we hear the scripture that talks about God giving us beauty for ashes. It's a topic in many sermons or motivational lessons. It's a hopeful reminder that when we go through pain, that our pain can sometimes turn into purpose. She Speaks Power allows women to speak about their pain into purpose. And being that physical light for others... By showing the wonders of what God can do and what God has already done. Hey everybody, this is Tracy and welcome to She Speaks Power. This is a platform that empowers women to walk in purpose by sharing other women's healing stories as they push through mountains that may hurt along the way. But God, but yet God, with his strength, they made it over and are now walking out their purpose. Hello, hello, hello everyone. This is Tracy from She Speaks Power. Now, I have a guest today that you guys are going to love. God has really been blessing bringing great people to She Speaks Power. She is a wife, friend, coach, and mentor. She helps women relieve debt and the anxiety that comes with it by learning how to do the impossible with a possible plan. Her heart is mentoring women like me and giving them the blueprint on how she transformed her financial life more than once. She went from having a 450 credit score and living at home with her mom to becoming a homeowner on her 23rd birthday. That's impressive. And paying off over $50,000 in debt since 2019. She is an MBA grad with experience in finance, education, administration, and HR. Here to share her story, please welcome... Mrs. Nakia Carter of First Fruits LLC. Hey.
1: Hey, Tracy, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing so well. Thank you for the amazing introduction. Oh, no problem. Give you props. Where's due, you know? Thank you. Thank you. So where are you located? So I live in Dallas, Texas. Um, I'm originally from St. Louis, Missouri. And so we moved to Dallas a couple years ago. And so Mm -hmm. now I call Dallas home.
0: Okay, cool. Okay. Yeah. All right. I,
1: I thought so, um, you know, <laughs>
0: when I was searching for the, like the CS time today, the difference, you know, I got a little frazzled, of course, and I uh had to go online to try to figure out where you live <laughs> so I could see the hour <laughs> difference. <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm in Dallas. Hot, hot Dallas. Oh
1: wow, that's how's everything there as far as the electric and everything. Everything is good. Yes, everything is good. Um, we recovered, thank God, pretty quickly after the storm in February. Mm-hmm. So we never, we never actually lost power for long. We had rolling power surges, so I was just so grateful for that. Okay. But everything is pretty much back to
0: normal now. Well, praise God. I'm glad. I'm glad. Hmm. So we're going to jump right into it. So I just want to ask you if you can tell everyone, I know I shared a bit already in Mm -hmm. your intro, but getting maybe a little personal, if you can share who is Nakia Carter.
1: Yeah. So I'm, as you said earlier, um, a lot of great things about me. I like to call myself a financial plan architect, right? So I teach people how to manage their money, um, how to budget, how to, get out of debt, how to become homeowners. Um, I am married, so I've been married for five years this year. And um, I have two um, puppy sons and a bonus daughter. And yeah, that's just a little bit more about me. All right.
0: Now, was helping people with their finances your first passion? You know, or was there something that you had to go through to discover your passion? Or
1: And is this your passion? I
0: guess I should ask.
1: Yes. Okay. First things first, it is my passion. Um, It's really hard to say if it was uh, my first passion because I got started so young. Mm -hmm. um, I was offended by a comment um, a potential landlord made to me. And so that's when I picked it up and I started reading and figuring out what worked for me and what didn't. I started researching and just focusing on building my strong financial foundation. So Mm I love it. I love to do it. I love to teach people how to do it, and I would say it is my passion, and it's my first passion. Okay, that's amazing. Um, as you shared your story,
0: it actually hit home. You know, oh, okay. um, as far as the the credit score and living with your parents, I'm like that. Sound like me. And then you just Mm -hmm. mentioned about the landlord. I was like, wow, that really sounds like me. (laughs) But um, how can someone like me, you know, had to go through something similar with that as well. And thank God my score did raise, you know, but Mm -hmm. it's not where it, it should be yet. So how can what you do help someone like me?
1: So what I focus on is helping people um, create the the good money habits mm-hmm. that comes with raising their score. Um, a lot of times people think that you can just raise your score in 2.5 seconds, and that's not realistic. Um, once you start working on your credit and really focusing on increasing your score, it actually takes, I'm going to say, a minimum of a year mm-hmm. to really see the kind of, transition that you want to see and it doesn't happen overnight so what i what i teach people is to focus on first you know paying your bills on time getting your collections if you have collections together um just making sure that you get some of that debt under control because that's going to help raise your score okay. and then we focus on kind of at the same time um getting some some of that incorrect information off or some of that negative information off and then there are ways that you can do that so it's definitely a process it doesn't happen overnight it can be done
0: mm-hmm. but
1: it does take time and it takes consistency and that's what i teach people okay thank you and that's the consistency that's that key word that popped
0: out to me Consistency, yes you know how does someone stay on that path of consistency is so like for me i i'm just be honest it's hard mm-hmm. to stick to that. So mm-hmm. how can someone even
1: stick to that, you know, continue to be consistent with it? The first thing that I teach people is you need a written budget, okay? Mm-hmm. And when I say you need a written budget, I'm not talking about something that you sit down and create the day before you get paid. I'm mm-hmm. talking about a six-month-a-year plan mm-hmm. that you sat down and thought about and stuck to. Once you have your written plan, it becomes so much easier to be consistent because you take some of that anxiety away. You take the questions away. You know, um, this is the first paycheck of the month. I need to pay X, Y and Z. And that's what you do. So it's a matter of creating that written plan and then, you know, referencing it, sticking to it and knowing, okay, if I have two hundred dollars for groceries, I have two hundred dollars for groceries. that's eating out. that's groceries. I can't go over that right and so that that's how you do it. You have to have a written budget. You have to start with a written budget that you can reference often.
0: oh, man. oh thank you, yes, yes, mm-hmm. I understand, okay. so I'm going back a little bit, can you share your story or how you got to this point? I'm like, you know sometimes we like in your story how you know something that the the landlord said was that Mm -hmm. your breaking
1: point or or was there another breaking point that actually got you to doing this can you share with me of course that was my first breaking point so the the situation was you know i was ready to move out of my mom's house i was about 19 years old and i had the income to afford the apartment but the Mm -hmm. landlord ran a credit check on me Mm -hmm. so um, he gave me a call. It wasn't a apartment complex. It was more of a duplex or a two family flat. Right. And so he gave me a call, and he was like, "I'm not going to be able to approve you uh, for this apartment. You know, your credit report wasn't that great." And then he said something key to me. He said, "You're too young to have bad credit." Mm-hmm. And a, at first, you know, I was offended, like, "Who are you talking to?" But once that ego, I moved that ego out the way. Um, I realized he was right, and so that was my first breaking breaking point. And then from there, I started, you know, budgeting. I started paying my bills on time. I started focusing on being consistent and making sure that I wasn't just blowing my money. Right, And so that was my, my first breaking point that really got me to where I am. My second breaking point was when I realized that, you know, my people, we didn't have good money skills. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that is intentional, you know, through, racism and holding us back over the years and jim crow laws and all of that so it's been Mm -hmm. intentionally done but we just we don't we don't have the tools that we need to be successful and so um that was my second breaking point like hey if i'm struggling with this if i if i've had these experiences i know that other people have had these experiences as well And then from there, you know, it was just a natural transition for me. So before I started First Fruit, I had been unofficially teaching and mentoring and helping people and helping them create budgets for about six or seven years. So, you know, it was just a natural transition for me to go from, okay, how can I take this information that I created, take this information that I've learned and help more people on a larger scale? And that's what I did. Amen. Amen.
0: That's amazing. That's a blessing, you know.
1: So what guided you to the
0: focus? I see that um, you mentioned you help women uh, on your website. You Mm -hmm. You have that focus on women. What was it that
1: guided you directly to women, or do you help both men and women? So I do help both men and women, but I tend to focus on women. You know, women, we have a unique ability to to shift the room, right? Mm-hmm. And some of the greatest empires in this world have been brought down by women. And so that means that we have good better and large influence. So I speak to women specifically, and I tend to focus on women because I speak the language. You know, I'm a woman. I speak Mm -hmm. our language. I can relate to them. I know some of the things that they go through and then they can take that information back to their village and help more people as well. So that's why I focus on women. Okay. Oh, I love that.
0: And Mm -hmm. we do something about women and I'm not knocking men, men are great too. Mm -hmm. But it's something about women is that we, because we take on so much, we are an amazing group. Mm-hmm. I agree. You know, and God, even one of our pastors in our church during the women History Month, uh-huh. you know, sharing a lot of uh, female workings, I guess, in the Bible, how we even helped so many men, even in the Bible time, you yes. know, so just influential or it's empowering just to see that even then Mm -hmm. and now how women can do so much with what we have yes I agree it's a blessing so uh uh, thinking about you know your business first fruit Mm -hmm. was that also um I I think of ties when I first saw it I thought of ties like first fruit oh I like that you know now, is that where you got your name? It, you know, as far as the biblical sense, um, what's the story behind the first
1: fruit? So you're spot on. It's um, a Bible reference and it comes from just giving God the first fruit of your whatever, right? So giving him mm-hmm. the best of you, giving him, you know, giving him what's due to him first. And so that's what I wanted to focus on. And I believe that once you get your money together, you can do that, right? Um I am an avid tither. I've seen how God's blessings have overflowed in my life because I've tithed Mm -hmm. and I just believe we have to give God our first fruit. And so that's where the name came from.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it it is a blessing when you give your first. Mm -hmm. And he blesses you when you do that. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um I think that's a great principle to use and a great name, you know, just to represent who he is as well. So When I first met you, this is when uh, I think it was through Hearts Mended, Mm -hmm. Um, and I recognized that. I think that's what drew me to your business because of that name. I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, this must be a Christian woman, Mm -hmm. you know? (laughs) Yes. <laughs> he knows the principles of tithing so that was amazing to me you know um can you share a few of those principles with us and as far as combining the biblical teaching and financial principles
1: of course so as we just talked about tithing um when you break down tithing it's actually not even about money okay so I, that's what I tell mm-hmm. people God already owns all the money so that's the first thing tithing is really a heart check and then from there I focus on planning ahead right so planning mm-hmm. ahead when, when you read your bible it's it's covered in Luke and Proverbs it's extensively covered in Proverbs and I think that most people know that they should plan for the future and God wants us to plan for the future but they don't know how to do that and so that's my main teaching and the main principle that I take from the Bible is planning ahead and what that looks like.
0: Oh, show me how to plan ahead. That's what I need. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I'm i so glad that I was able to reach out to you. You know, mm-hmm. it, it is so important for us to learn how to handle our money better, mm-hmm. especially as entrepreneurs and, you know, as far as, handling the business side yes so my question is for someone who is like me who is new to managing you know her money Mm -hmm. and you know like budgeting or uh learning how to handle her funds can you walk me through or walk us through or her through how you would guide them to reaching their goals
1: Yes. So as I said earlier, the first thing, the absolute first thing that you have to do when you're getting serious about your money and managing your money and being a good steward is you need a written budget. Okay. And so what I teach, the first thing I teach is something that I call a money inventory. And um, a money inventory is where you sit down And you look at the bills that you have coming in, you check your bank account to see what you're spending money on, and you pull all of your uh, debts, your due dates, and the amount of money that you owe for each item, right? So you would sit down and you say, Mm -hmm. okay, my rent is $1,000. My cell phone bill is $150, and that's due on the 15th. Uh, My car note and my insurance is $500, and that's due on the 13th of every month. Food, I know I need to buy food. So, my family usually eats about $200 in food per pay period. And so you do that and you go down the line, right? And then after that's mm-hmm. done, you take those expenses and you break them up by date, okay? So, it depends on when you get paid. Let's say for example, you get paid bi-weekly, which means that you get paid um every week and a half, right? So, mm-hmm. You'll break them up by date and you'll say, okay, bills that are due the 1st through the 15th are going to be paid with the first paycheck. Bills that are due the 16th through the 30th or the 31st are going to be paid with the second paycheck. And that's how you build build your budget. Now, I do want to give you a disclaimer. If your rent mm-hmm. is due on the 1st, you pay that with the second paycheck of the month. Okay, so that you're always um, two weeks ahead. Okay, so it seems like you'll be behind, but you won't be. You'll actually be ahead of the curve. So if your rent is due on May 1st, you're actually paying it out of the check from the 15th. Okay, so you can make sure that you have the money. So just in case something happens, you know, for whatever reason, you know, you're short, you don't you don't have to hustle and you're not late yet. You can hustle between that week and a half that two weeks before it's actually due. And so that's how you start with building your budget and creating your budget. And then from there, it's just a matter of duplicating that and repeating that every month um, as you as you move forward. Typically, if you think about your bills, your bills don't change month to month.
0: Mm -hmm. You may
1: have like a one off. Maybe you got, you know, a doctor's bill and you have to pay that or, you know, the kids have something coming up and they need X, Y and Z. And so those are one offs. But typically your your bills won't change month to month. And so once you do that, you'll have a, a, a soft blueprint print that you can use to start paying your bills, focusing on what you need to pay when. And so when you get paid, mm-hmm. you're not scrambling. And then when I share with my students, what I tell them is if I tell you to go to the grocery store and give me 15 things without a list, And I say, if you bring back all 15 things that I told you I wanted, I'll give you a thousand dollars, probably eight out of 10 students or eight out of 10 people. They're not going to be able to do it. They're going to forget something. Right. Mm -hmm. Because that's that's just Um, how our mind works. So you have to write it down so that you know what your plan is where you're going, how you're moving forward, and you don't forget something. And so that's how you create the consistency. That's how you can pick up and start figuring out what's due do when, what do I need to pay, what do I need to focus on so that you can start elevating financially.
0: Wow. And thank you. And that's some really great information. And writing it down, that's the main thing, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And keeping, keeping consistent and writing it down. Mm-hmm. I love that. I can hear just by you speaking that you love what you do, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank <laughs> it's you. Amazing. Oh, you're welcome. And now on your, I know you mentioned that you're, you're also a money coach
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I can hear it all through you. And you, you was a money coach before you was a money coach. <laughs> <laughs> i I love it. I just love hearing women sharing their purpose and how and the passion behind it. you know, so you mentioned on your uh website how to maintain your seven figures and not go bankrupt mm-hmm. If you don't have a seven figure income, is there a way to achieve that so you can have that to maintain
1: yes. So I work with all type of clients, um, a lot of them being high net worth clients. So these are people who have already reached that level, right? So I work with a lot of Mm -hmm. business owners, a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of influencers. And so they're they're already at that that starting point, right? But if you're not Mm -hmm. there yet, that's okay. You can achieve that level. But honestly, you probably won't do it strictly working a nine to five, okay? And that's just... Reality, it's kind of mm-hmm. like the um, the example that you know, a million people, a million young men want to get into the NFL, but only less than one percent of those men will make it to the NFL, right? Because there's just not mm-hmm. enough slots. Right. So to to really achieve millionaire status, you need to fill a, a a void in the industry, in the marketplace, in the form of a business, something that you're offering, or in a form of investments, right? So the reason why I said I work with business owners and entrepreneurs and influencers are because these are people who have learned to fill a void in the market. And so when you reach that influencer or that business owner level, and you have a lot of money coming in, you may not necessarily 100% know how to manage that money. And so that's why I come mm-hmm. in. Um, but if you want to get to that millionaire status, you need to fill a void in the market. So you need to figure out um, what you can provide that can, that people want or that they need. And um, the fastest way to do that is an online business. You can also invest. Um, mm-hmm. Investments are really picking up right now. It's the perfect time to invest in the stock market because it hasn't quite recovered from the coronavirus. And so you can take $500, 1000 $2,000 and find you some safe stocks. I like ETFs. Um, you can read more about ETFs online. They're basically a uh, mix of, Stocks. So instead of buying Apple or Microsoft or Samsung, you could buy an ETF that's a technology stock. It's called an ETF, but I'll say stock, and um, it's just a mix of technology companies. And it's it's usually lower risk than buying individual stocks. But that's what you have to do. Um, and it's mil- literally millions of people at your fingertips. So you you have to figure out where's the void in the market that you can feel and that you are passionate about, right? It can't be something that somebody else is passionate about because, you know, you see them making a lot of money. It doesn't work like that. You have to find what you are passionate about, stick with it and fill a void in the market. And that's how you get to that millionaire status. And that's how you maintain that millionaire status. Okay. And do you have classes to teach uh, women those principles? I do. So I have a six week course where um, people come to me and we sit down and we sit in a group setting. And then I teach them the principles of managing their money. I teach them the principles of increasing their credit score. We talk about um, how to pay off those debts fast, like um, my husband and I did. And uh, we just basically built their plan for them. So after six weeks, they walk away with the knowledge, first of all, so they know how to do it. And then they also walk away with a game plan of how they're going to do it. So something that they can actually put into effect and start doing immediately throughout the course. Okay.
0: Now can someone use you as the money coach to actually do a one-on-one or is it in like a group
1: setting? It's, it's in a group setting. Um, I found find that group settings work a little bit better. Um, in the in my 6 week course they do have access to me so like if they have a question that they don't want to mm-hmm. share with the group they can pull me aside and ask that separately but when you have a group of people who are like minded and you know I'm teaching and we're sharing and we're coming up with different scenarios for each person it kind of helps you in the sense that you're still learning oh, so maybe if you you're not where this person is yet or you're not where that person is yet. You can still learn those concepts and get exposed to that. So once that once you go through it, you'll know how to handle that situation. Oh, okay, so
0: like you're feeding off of each other. mm mm-hmm. Right, exactly. I like that. And so, what's the difference between a money coach and having the classes?
1: So uh, a money coach is what I do, and the course is what I teach. So okay. I'm a I'm a money coach and. You know, that's just a a title. So people come to me, they can come to me one-on-one or they can come to me in the group setting, but a money coach is just who I am.
0: Okay, so that's the field that you're in. Okay, I understand. Okay, so let's talk about the uh, poverty mindset. Mm -hmm. What is that? I'm thinking like, is that someone who's living in poverty or can that be someone who has a lot of wealth who is still,
1: you know, who still has that mindset? So a poverty mindset, first, let me say that living in poverty is usually a byproduct of a poverty mindset. Um, Mm -hmm. Not all people who live in poverty have poverty mindsets, but typically they do. So let's talk about what that is. Um, A poverty mindset is basically how you view money right you you mm-hmm. live in a world where everything is scarce there's never enough and that mindset it influences how you spend it influences how you save how you make money how you use money it influences how you take risk and it's usually someone like i said who is living in poverty so let me give you an example a poverty mindset is someone who would say there will never be enough right versus mm-hmm. someone who doesn't have a poverty mindset they have an abundance mindset where they say there will always be more A poverty Mm -hmm. mindset believes, you know, times are tough. um, They fear change. They never set goals. They hate feedback. And an abundance mindset is someone who believes the best is yet to come. They love opportunities. They set goals frequently. um, They love constructive criticism. They're generous Mm -hmm. with their time and their information. And so that's what a poverty mindset is. Typically, you will not have wealthy people Um, With the poverty mindset, because if they're wealthy, most times um, they have an abundance mindset, unless you have someone who comes into money fast. So maybe they won the lottery or they got an inheritance and they they haven't changed their mindset yet. They can still have a poverty Mm -hmm. mindset and you'll know that they have a poverty mindset because in five or 10 years that money will be gone. And so that's right. how you can kind of differentiate. So if you ever hear somebody and they got an inheritance, they got a million dollars, and within two years that money is gone, then that person more than likely has a poverty ma- mindset because they mm-hmm. blew the money and they didn't really know how to manage that money.
0: Right. So it's how it's how you uh, manage what you have. Mm-hmm. So it made me think of, I don't know, it was something that came to my mind, what I consider, I guess, a poverty mindset, I guess. Mm-hmm is that, that thinking process. What came to my mind was someone who buys a Lamborghini but only can afford a Kia.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, and then you have someone who invests on what they have and buy the, the, the Bobo sneakers, but yet they put their money into something that will grow. Exactly. Is that considered a
1: poverty mindset? It would be um, just not knowing how to um, handle that money, so that that can be a byproduct of a poverty mindset. So someone who um, doesn't set the goal for their money would go out and buy a Lamborghini when they know they can't really afford it. Versus someone who says, "Okay, my goal is to earn, own a Lamborghini, but I'm not ready yet. So how can I set goals that will help me get to where I want to be?" Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you for that,
0: Nakia. Mm-hmm. I know you mentioned, you know, talked about the entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. that you help those uh, entrepreneurs as well. So as an entrepreneur, like there are like freelancers, like I'm a freelancer myself, you know,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I'm new with things. So there might be women that new to creating a business and they may not have that income flowing in like month to month or week to week, you know, that, or what help is available for them to help them reach their goals, you know, since if it's not a lot of income coming in.
1: So the first things I, I would tell people is to follow me on Facebook or Instagram um, at first fruit LLC. Mm-hmm. I give away so many mm-hmm. free tips and tricks every week. Um, I do lives challenges. I have guides and just so much more. Um, for people, so that that's where you can start to kind of um, get some of that free information, that free content. Um, for people who are freelancers, mm-hmm. I would suggest that they create their plan. Right, they still need their plan. They still need their written budget, because the budget is really going to tell them where the money should go. Right. Um, a written budget for a freelancer and for everybody, not just freelancers, is gonna serve a dual purpose. The first thing that it's gonna do is it's gonna help you manage your money. That's the first. So you're gonna know, okay, I know on the third of every month my credit card bill is due. Okay. The second thing that your written budget is gonna do is it's gonna give you a benchmark of where you need to be each month. Okay. So let's say you have a writer or you have a photographer. Um, and they, you know, have sporadic income coming in. If they create their budget, then they know what their monthly number is. So if their monthly number is $5,000, their monthly expenses come out to $5,000 a month, then they know that they need to mm-hmm. do at least $5,000 worth of hustling, right? So you need to right. um, write some more articles. You need to go take some more pictures. You need to run a special because you're trying to get to your monthly number of $5,000 every month. And what it does is it's going to create stability for you. So you're not scattered. You're not wandering aimlessly. You're not playing catch up Mm -hmm. and robbing Peter to pay Paul because you're going to know every Mm -hmm. month my number is 5K and I need to do what I need to do to get to 5K. And so that's what freelancers and people who may not have um, income coming in, they can do. And I have uh, one client. I'm thinking about her in particular. She's a photographer. She's in the same boat. You know, when the coronavirus hit um, she, she, she suffered because she wasn't able to see clients like she would. She wasn't booking sessions like she would if, you know, everything was, was, was well, all was well. And she missed a large Mm -hmm. chunk of her income because, you know, in the spring and summer, that's when people take most pictures. And so Mm -hmm. what she did was she found her number and then she pivoted. So she started offering, um, virtual services. She started offering um, discounted packages for later dates. She started offering gift cards and that type of thing. So she found her number, and then she figured out, okay, every month I need to hustle because I need to make at least blank amount so that I can maintain my lifestyle and really pay my bills and survive and live. Okay, that's good idea. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and it's that mindset too, just. You have to do it if you know. If you know this is what you need to do, mm-hmm. um, just to go and do it. It's hustle. That's that mindset. I love the entrepreneur spirit because it is always there, hustling, and what's next? How can you make yourself better? Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I just love that thought there. Exactly. Um. So one of the questions I ask uh, a lot of the guests that come on She Speaks Power is, when did you receive uh, your beauty for
1: ashes. Mm, Isaiah, I love it. Um, this may sound crazy. Okay. But I believe I've always received beauty for my ashes. Um, some, a lot of times we equate God's blessings with money and we Mm -hmm. equate God's blessings with material things. But for me in my life, even when things weren't going the way that I wanted them to, it still had a purpose. And everything that I've been through, the ashes, the tears, the sacrifices, you know, the pain, things that felt uncomfortable, it prepared me for who I was and who I'm becoming. Right. And um, Mm -hmm. I think I've always gotten beauty for my ashes. I don't equate that with physical things. You know, you will always have sometimes you'll have more money, sometimes you'll have less money. But over the years, God has just given me his grace and his mercy and he's kept me. And if, I, if that's not beauty for ashes, I don't know what it what is, you know? Amen. Yes. Yeah. Thank
0: you. Thank you. And what can you tell other women who may not receive their beauty for ashes, who may be in the ashes stage? I'll ask.
1: I would tell them to just take it day by day, you know? um a lot of times and it's so sad that we live in a in a generation and we live in a time where everything we think everything's supposed to happen right now. Social media has set it up to where we compare ourselves to other people and we look at them and see what they have, but your time is coming. You know, you just have to keep moving because everything that you're going through has a purpose. God doesn't do anything without a reason. Everything that he does has a purpose and a reason. So, you just have to keep on moving forward and trusting God that he's going to take you from where you are to where you're supposed to be. And it may not even be where you want to be, but where you're supposed to be.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And I pray that it blesses those who listen, you know, that needs to hear this podcast, because I think it is so important that we, not just as women, but we can actually learn how to one, see what God has for us, you know, as far as our purpose and to handle our finances better to help one another, to help our family, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and to build that legacy. So I really appreciate you. What's on the horizon for you and your business?
1: you know first rule is just we're growing so fast and um we're moving forward and so i really am focusing on teaching people the fundamentals of money management and and sticking with it not just teaching them the information so that they can uh have it written down in a notebook or you know have taken another course but really taking the principles that i teach and um applying them right taking it back to their village mm-hmm. and teaching their children so we can kind of Start learning new habits. And so first fruit is just growing so fast. And um yeah, we're going to keep doing what we're doing. We're going to keep giving back. We're going to keep giving free content. We're going to keep teaching and helping people live the type of life that they want to. And so that's what's on the horizon for us.
0: Praise God, thank you, and it's such a it's such a blessing i I thank God for you, you know, in using you in the gift that He has given you.
1: thank you, thank you,
0: yes, yes, and
1: where can people find you? They can find me on Facebook and instagram um instagram facebook same handle first fruit l l c on both platforms. As I said, I share so much great content. So if you're starting or if you're already in your journey, follow us um, on those social media platforms and um, see what we have to offer. They can also visit me on my website, Nikkia, N-I-K-K-I-A, Carter, dot com and um, see what we have going on there they can sign up for my email list so when events come up if I'm hosting a webinar free webinar or I'm sending a guide via email they can have access to that as well.
0: Amen great thank you thank you thank you and as we go into a close I just want to just say that again that I appreciate you for uh, joining me today on She Speaks Power It, it has been such a blessing just to you know I'm I'm taking everything in mm. you know i'm trying to grab it in i know i'm gonna to have to listen to this a few times mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but um i'm just so uh i'm just glad and uh, i appreciate you for coming on and sharing this story and i pray many blessings for you and your business you know
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I, I really appreciate it. I hope this um podcast helps your listeners and helps them at least get started or consider some new things that maybe they hadn't thought about. And I'm just so thankful that you have um you have this platform that you're using to help other women. So I appreciate that. Oh um, you're
0: welcome. Thank you. Thank you. And all right, y'all. So You've heard it. Now I need you guys to glean from the information that you receive and be a blessing. Hey guys, so I have a question to ask you. Would you like She Speaks Power to provide more amazing content and with more wonderful ladies for me to interview? If so, and if your answer is yes, hit the support button at the top of the page. It goes towards the She Speaks podcast needs. And it will be greatly appreciated. You know, I also want to share with you, ladies, um, I have a Facebook podcast community group. And um, it, it empowers women to persevere through obstacles and fears and help you reach your dream and purpose confidently. If you feel that this group is for you, check us out. We are Empowering Women to Walk Confidently. That's the name of our group, Empowering Women to Walk Confidently. That is a a She Speaks Power podcast community, okay? And just join our amazing women who empower and grow their worth. We have events and activities along with a host of interactive and engaging content to boost your self-esteem to help you continue to move forward in your journey, you know, your God-given journey. And our Network Mixer is coming up May 29th as well. So that's something else that you want to check out so you'll hear more information, more details on that as well. Or just keep a lookout for that one. It's amazing women speaking their truth and their story, how they persevered through insecurities, through fear, and still made a difference in their life. And now is uh, sharing their stories for other women to hear, to be inspired as well. You know, so I think you'll be really empowered and help you to also walk in your journey if you're not already there so uh, that will be a great event for you to attend it's going to be open to the public not just for the group Um, so if you would like to join I will try to uh, leave some information down in the description for that as well if not join our group and you can get the information all right so That's pretty much it. It's just so many things that's going on with She Speaks Power and that's coming up. And, you know, just keep a lookout and help support the cause. All right. So until next time, speak power and be a light. Peace.